Hello everyone, happy Friday for our first ever podcast that we're releasing. We're bringing on Mia DeBus, who's our volunteer coordinator this semester, and we really enjoyed recording this podcast, so we hope you enjoy listening to it. Okay, everybody. So today we have Mia here. Hello. <laughs> Mia is the volunteer coordinator at UNICEF U Ottawa this year. Um, and I always am going to start asking the same question to everyone who comes on to this podcast. All right. Um, what's your program? So I am in conflict studies and human rights, and I'm taking a minor in anthropology yeah. here at the University of Ottawa. And that's really cool because I feel like a lot of people in our club are usually from conflict studies and human rights yeah, yeah. i mean it's a super nice program like yeah. i was in sciences all of my life and i was like okay i'm just gonna switch like not majors but like interests and i'm just gonna go into like history and conflict studies and it brought me to be where i am in unicef right now and i don't regret it for a second because it's like so great i know and it's yeah. amazing to see that like your program correlates with it because I think I'm one of the only science kids here. But that's at great. UNICEF. Yeah, that's great. I feel like science is important, like any time, just to get like mm-hmm. the organization that you have in your role at UNICEF. Yeah. It's just like science helps you to like, like be more more focused on mm-hmm. details that maybe we would forget. Yeah. No. So yeah, I think science is super great. Yeah. No, I think that's so weird that we have so much in common. So <laughs> kind of like how Mia and I met. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, do you want me to, like, tell, tell people about it? Okay, so, we were at the Winter Wonderland event that we organized with UNICEF in winter 2019. I know, it was the fall semester 2019. It was, like, yeah, December. So it was like, it was, like, December. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. this is, I, like, our volunteer-led project, and yep. Yep. we were on different committees, basically. Yeah, yeah and yeah. we never really talked during the meetings. Yeah, so it was, like, yeah, you're right, the fall semester. Yeah. And so at this event, we just started talking like randomly about whatever, mm-hmm. and we took a picture together. Yeah. And I found her on Instagram, and that night I texted her, mm-hmm. like, "Hey, uh, do you have the pic that we took together? Oh, it was so nice to meeting you and everything." And we completely forgot about this conversation. Like, it and was we've like we had met. meetings after that. Yeah. And I always sat at the very front. I think you sat at the back, kind of yeah. more with like at the back, at the back. back. Yeah, yeah, literally. But with like Jeff and like you knew yeah. people, and I was just very me being the science kid that I was, <laughs> literally. And we were like in the back, just like talking. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so then we have all these meetings. Yeah. And on in the month of January, yeah. the end of January end or something, January? Uh, I was working at Second Cup and I see Khadija coming by, but I didn't know who she was at the time. So we have not a shift together, but at the end of my shift and you just came in the store and so I was like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Mia. And she's like, oh, Khadija. Blah, blah, blah. So we start talking. We, we go along really well. The next day, I think. Yeah, like maybe week, a week or yeah. something after. Next shift, we had together and we spent like one hour uh, on shift together. And it was like... We, we did were everything. Talking, yeah, we were talking about everything. Yeah. It was like, oh, let's just go like ice skating together. Because I've never been ice skating because I just arrived in Canada like a year and a half ago now. And I was like, okay, let's go ice skating. And then we did. And after a while, we just realized that we knew each other through UNICEF mm-hmm. way before that time we started <laughs> hanging out. And that was just, 
Yeah, the beginning. And of I don't a even think it was that day we realized it was a couple. Yeah, because we it was reading it took time. Yeah, so we hung out pretty much every single day, and yeah. we went and studied together. And then after like the third or fourth day, Mio brought to my attention. She said, "Do you know that we already know each other? Like, yeah, we met." Like, so I found the, the conversation that we had yeah. on Instagram a while before, and I was like, wait, that's weird. That's so weird. <laughs> but yeah, no, so, and I think it's funny, though, because I've, although we're in such different streams when it comes to our program, we're very alike in the aspects of the things that we have in common. Yeah, exactly. And even the things that we're doing and we're interested in, mm-hmm. like, just, look, we have, like, I mean, I'm not working there anymore, yeah. but we had the same job, working yeah. in the same organization, and even when we talked, like, we didn't become friends for no reason. Exactly. And I guess it's a great, great thing that even though our programs are so different, yeah. we still are, like... And it's weird because it pushes us, like, every time we're, like, we're not close or something, there's something that pushes us. So exactly. It's weird, like, even now, so we coach it, soccer together. Yeah, with we're little having, kids. We have a second job together. Yeah. <laughs> so it's weird. Every time we kind of branch off, something in the yeah. universe, like, brings us back. And I think one of the re- reasons why that I think is how important is that we both have been on mission trips, too. Or service yeah. trips. I think that's a better way to say it. Service trips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to Guatemala in my high school, um, but... It, you went to South Africa, correct? Yeah, yeah, I did. So I went to South Africa in 2017, I guess. It was like, like not my last year, but the the year right before yeah. high school. So I was in France at the time. And you're in, and Mia's an international student. Yeah, yeah. If we didn't mention that. Yeah. She, probably worth mentioning. Yeah, she's from France and she just came um, to you, Ottawa, when you were, what, 17? When you were in a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was 17 at the time. So I did this trip when I was 15. In okay. my high school, so it was like a big project that I've been working on for a while. A contest to get in and everything was like a big thing. So, three weeks of traveling uh, in South Africa, going from Johannesburg to uh, Mossel Bay through Cape Town. So it was a, a really, really nice trip. And the first two days were about going to this school with like young kids, like schools from like places they didn't have access to like education and they went went from like poor families where like he didn't have access to like the basic healthcare system and everything Mm -hmm. so we would go there and play with the kids and give them like the money that we raised for them back in France Mm -hmm. so the association was named Love Trust and apparently the high school had like this thing with them for a while okay so it's it's like it's been several times that like a bunch of students would like go there and meet meet the kids and everything and it was a great experience, and for a while, I did say that it was, like, a humanitarian experience. Mm-hmm. But now, since I learned so much about it, that we have all the thing with UNICEF, this, like, you know, knowing more about what is needed to help people who need this help, I realized that I'm being really self-critical here, and I realized that it's easy to say that after a while, but it's also, like, I think it's worth mentioning, it's, like, this kind of trip is not the best way to help people, in my opinion. And not gonna lie, it was like a really nice trip and everything. But now it's just like, all the money that we spend to make that happening. Right. Was right. it really ha- helpful on the field to help people? And I think that's why I appreciate the idea of UNICEF that much. It's because like their goal is not to allow people to go on there and ha- you know feeling good about doing some humanitarian mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It's really about understanding what the main problem is what the roots of the problem are and how to like make people understand the real aspect of it and how to help people who really need it in the most efficient way and that's 
for me what UNICEF is doing right now and that's why I want to fight so hard to make it happen to make people understand that that like what we're doing is important yeah it may be a small part of what UNICEF is doing at all but UNICEF U Ottawa has like this goal of like a long-term commitment to helping exactly. out these children exactly but I think it's hard like for example for both of us when I also went it was for a short period of time like you said mm-hmm. you pay for your flight ticket and stuff but mm-hmm. do you think that maybe going there you kind of felt the things that um we talk about in our awareness section so do you think because it's, sometimes it's hard especially this semester to kind of talk about really translate that message um virtually especially behind a screen yeah do you feel like going on that experience kind of would you still have joined unicef if you didn't kind of go on that trip like do you think it influenced how you felt made you more compassionate towards like children and help and conflict well i think that yes in terms of awareness especially since i was really young Mm -hmm. like i was like yeah, I turned 15 mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, wow. So I was, like, really young. And I think, yes, of course, when you see this kind of situation that are so far from what you experience in mm-hmm. your everyday life, because I've been lucky enough to, like, yeah, uh, get get access to education all my life, always have, like, a roof over my head and just be able to, like, eat as much as mm-hmm. I needed. And so, yeah, when you see that, of course, you realize that it's so luck that you have. And so I think, yeah, I maybe forged the person that I am today. But at the same time, it's like, this trip was tourism. Yeah. It was It was not like the humanitarian experience that we would say, you know, help you to like understand the thing. It's not helpful on the field. Like, of course, all the money that we raised before mm-hmm. the whole like raising funds, getting awareness and everything, I yeah. guess that's like, they're like really important aspects of the trip. But what's pretty controversial is like, there are other ways to do it better. Yeah. Like UNICEF, for example. Like what UNICEF yeah. is doing. I think that if you really want to help it, understanding what UNICEF is telling you through all the awareness component, all the um, the ways they're doing the action on the field. Mm-hmm. It's actually a way more efficient way to, like, you know, help and do something that is really going to change things on yeah. that level. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really important. And um, at our volunteer-led meetings, and so Mia is the volunteer coordinator, so when she runs her meetings... Um, we do have an awareness co- component at every yeah. single meeting. So yeah. that is important to you to kind of translate it to our volunteers. Exactly. It's because, like, of course you need to realize how important that is. Yeah. And I think that as students, it's really the time that you're going to incorporate the information mm-hmm. and realize so much how important it is to talk about it and to know about it. That's mm-hmm. why, like, so at the beginning of every volunteer meetings that we have, uh, Carl is making some uh, PowerPoint presentation about the issue. For example, when we're discussing about where our funds would go for this year, right. it was really about the volunteers' choices to, like, choose a cause they would like to, like, not defend, but, like, support through, like... You, the funds. The funds, yeah. yeah. So at this moment, Carl made, like, this whole PowerPoint with, like, all the conflict, mm-hmm. and it was not only about know choosing one it was about getting aware of everything that's happening around you and like aside from choosing one cause where the funds would go it was also about all right what are you doing here at unicef is like needed yeah it's like gonna help and i think that's really important like the fact i just want to highlight it that the fact that you were able to take your own service trip and bring it back and 
center it and like have that as your passion in UNICEF and in in your position and yeah it means a little bit more like it, it hits you deeper yeah and the thing is again I know it's easy from my side to say that because right. I saw what I saw and it's just right now I'm trying to take a step back mm-hmm. and just look at the big picture and I think that my goal in UNICEF is also to make people understand it mm-hmm. by not saying that what I did was like the best way to understand yeah. it because it's far from being but it's just like understanding that what you do even though it's like difficult to realize the impact of like the font the, the events that we're mm-hmm. making the funds that we're raising mm-hmm. but it really has like a deeper meaning than just what we can like when you send five dollars yeah <laughs> through a screen to like the unicef it is a thing yeah, yeah. and like, i think what's important is also like volunteers this semester behind a screen mm-hmm. um it is like when we started this semester, um, as exec, it was it was hard. And like, can you kind of talk more about how you felt trying to engage volunteer? And it's a little bit. Do you felt like there were struggles to inspire them and to make yeah. them feel that empathy that you felt? And so, since I'm volunteering at UNICEF, so it's been like a little more than a year now because mm-hmm. I started on my first year, uh, in two thousand and nineteen. The goal was really about, all right, we're going to make a change. You know, we're going to mm-hmm. make people on campus realize that and we're going to raise, like, so much fun that it's really going to, like, make a difference. Mm-hmm. And first in March when, like, COVID started and the p- pandemic hit, yeah. we were like, all right, we need to cancel the gala. And that was the first step. But still, we had, like, this growing hope that, you know, yeah. it's going to resolve soon. We're going to be able to do everything that we planned in advance. So, like, all our events. And then we realized that it would not stop. And so the whole thing about the summer, the end of the summer in, like, September was, like, all right, how are we going to do what we used to do mm-hmm. being online? How are you going to motivate people mm-hmm. to do that, to give out their time and energy? Because we all know how difficult it is to, like, work from home and not have this kind of social right. interactions that would lead you to, like, do all the things that we did with UNICEF. It's, like, how... Especially when we were volunteers. Like, going exactly. back to our own experience, exactly. that was something... It's like the fact of being able to see people in person, to talk to them face-to-face about the cause you're defending as well. I think in terms of just awareness or even just connection, like human connection, that really makes a difference. Exactly, it does. And I think it helped for UNICEF Moto. Yeah, and I think what's really cool this semester as well as, especially the first years, Mm -hmm. like um, on our Instagram, we've gained such a big following. And I think a lot of people are now going on and looking mm-hmm. for these clubs and being proactive and so when you were doing volunteer applications like how how was that did you feel like people were more engaged and then why did you exactly decide to make like three different streams because that's never been done at UNICEF you all yeah. before I think that the idea was first like we had so much lobbying in between ourselves like as execs to like understand what will be the most efficient way to do what we used to do in right. person but right. this time online and we did a lot of like promotion on Instagram. I mean, you did like a wonderful work. Thank you. That and everything. I'm not like I want to <laughs> highlight that, like, of course. And we did the clubs fair as well. So we had like, weirdly enough, we had so many applications. Mm-hmm. Like when we started, mm-hmm. we had more like two hundred. Yeah, you were and very it's busy. Crazy since like in person we were like maybe 40 maybe 40 but like even at the meetings we were never yeah. more than 20 no no so we saw all that and it was like kind of overwhelming it was like all right so many people are motivated that's great but how are we gonna like deal with that mm-hmm. so then it just came up that 
all right, we cannot manage a group of 200 people because, like, we're going to lose this kind of human contact that we share so yeah. much during meeting. It's like you want everybody's voice to be heard yeah. and you want to create something that really comes out because what's really important in universities is, like, the diversity of opinions, people from different backgrounds who live different things and who are going to have different views about the best ways to run events. Mm-hmm. And I think that this needed to stay something like at the core of what UNICEF Yacht was doing, but how to do it online. Yeah. So we decided to make smaller groups right. just to be able to keep that kind of connection with our volunteers and get yeah. the best out of each other to make something great. So we ended up having, yeah, three groups of like about 40 people, theoretically. Okay. Uh, out of, you know, all the people that decided to organize their time around that, because like, out of the more than 200 people applied, mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. a few actually stayed in there. And from these people who stayed there, actually a few are actually, like, involved in there. Yeah. Some dropped out, because it's a lot of commitment. It is. It it's is. a lot. Like, I know, like, from our perspective as execs, it's like sometimes volunteers have maybe less organization stuff to deal with but at the same time it's like they have to create their own events they don't know about it it's like it's so much work so can you talk more about like volunteer-led projects this Mm -hmm. year and um why did you decide to place them in the particular week that you did so in normal times we have uh so all the volunteers together right just having like the meetings in person and we have around about like one volunteer-led events person Per semester. semester like that's what yeah. happened before covid mm-hmm. and so now we were like okay we have three groups we're gonna try to have three volunteer-led projects not really knowing where it would go <laughs> we were like, so naive the first the first was like the first idea was like all right this is the most efficient way to like make people first be involved in the cause by being in this group to also like being able to create a group that to be part of a group that would create an, an event in there like they would shape an event all and together all, and like everybody had a right, job yeah. to do yeah so like aside from just being like a volunteer in your ottawa you would be a group mm-hmm. of volunteers in your ottawa mm-hmm. and i think that in these times where like people are so disconnected with each other it's just like a great way to create balance with people you probably don't know mm-hmm. and going in a direction that actually like creates something positive out of it mm-hmm. so it was really about that so we asked each group to create an event uh around late november just to like work on that project we divided them into teams so like they were uh promotion finances and then um organization yeah so they were like the three main groups for each group right yeah so like that was kind of a lot to deal with but the volunteers did great Mm -hmm. again it's really complicated to bring people to an online event what are some of the other challenges i guess you faced um so we so you did have them on the t- uh, November twentieth, the week mm-hmm. of National World Children's Day, yeah. but what was some what were some of the I guess has, uh, what were some of the challenges you kind of went through, um, you know in your mind like you said theoretically it all works out but when it came to the actual volunteer led projects like how does it feel because again when you're in person and you're in these meetings it's so much easier to communicate mm-hmm. but when you are online and they do look at you as like their volunteer coordinator. Do you ever feel overwhelmed? Like, what are some of the struggles that you didn't expect to happen? Well, weirdly enough, one of the biggest challenge was, like, the frustration of, like, seeing teams of, like, people so motivated. Really? Like, some of the people being so mm-hmm. motivated and all the volunteers being more, like, passive. And I get it. We're right. all super busy. Right. So, like, it's, it's fair. But it's just, like, 
as the person just like having because I was not leading the events it was really like the volunteers, the volunteers initiatives, right. and that's wonderful right. just like I was like I cannot do more to help you right now yeah it's like they like I know for example I was in charge of group like of group a right like because we called them group a group b and group c <laughs> but uh the first group they were like I don't know, we were, like, such a little team of people just, like, putting all our efforts together to create something nice. And at the end, it's just not, right. not enough people signed up. And so and we, you guys did end up postponing that volunteer project. We postponed, project. and then it ended up not happening because right. it would have been a waste of their time and energy to make an event that would have cost us more than mm-hmm. we would have gained. And right. that's not the goal of UNICEF you Ottawa, right? So when it ended up not happening, but... I think it made us learn way much more than we actually lost during that event. Right. I think it's just like, yes, it was a challenge to like be frustrated so much, but then like it was a challenge for them mostly. No, to for like sure. not be able to you know promote your event the way you wanted because most of our promotion was used to happen in person, right? Mm-hmm. In the in the in the UCU, yeah, around campus, it was like more easy to bring people. Yeah, and this year around having it on our Instagram and stories mm. and also having just so many people who are students and can't afford it and then kind of advocating for your club. Yeah. It, it's a very delicate dance you have to dance to. Um, and like you said, sometimes you do end up having to cancel the event, but it's not a loss because at the end of the day, you learn something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so can we... So now, like, you are from France... <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Um, so how are you implementing like your, I guess your French culture because you Ottawa is a very bilingual um university, Mm -hmm. um and again one of the reasons how we are so different um I'm fully like anglophone I'm learning French but you are fully francophone right and so when it came to volunteers and when it came to dividing up into their groups like did you take that into consideration and how has that impacted like, what you were mm. trying to achieve this year as an exec? So, I guess that since I arrived in Ottawa, one of the first things that, like, struck me is, like, it's said to be the biggest bilingual university in the world. Right. Right? It's at the border with, like, Quebec. So, it's, like, it emphasizes this idea of multiculturalism and this, like, aspect of being so proud of the English language and the French language and, like, using that diversity to, like, do something great. And I realized that in most of the clubs and most of the activities on campus, the French language has, like, such a little place. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just opposed to the whole idea of the university. They would like to promote that. But at the same time, it's like, I have so many, I met so many first-year students who were, like, French and were, like, struggling with English. And it's so hard. You arrive here, you, you, you expect, like, right. to have some... You know, you, you may be abroad, but you want, like, some French things to just, like, you know, refer to. Just right. being able to use your language. And since then, some services in university are not bilingual. Uh, some clubs are not. It's just a Especially thing. as a volunteer. Exactly. Like, some of our volunteers are only French-speaking. Yeah. And I'm thinking about all the people who started their first year online. Yeah. Who just registered for Ottawa, who are maybe, like, still in their country, maybe still in France. Right. And you're just here, everything is in English. And it mm-hmm. might be, like, super frustrating, mm-hmm. right? So I thought that one of the things that we needed to insist on this year would be, like, 
promoting French language a bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's difficult to like have all the 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 meetings, for example, in both languages. But, but it's important for our volunteers to feel welcomed yeah. and to feel like they That's can the thing. call this place some kind of comfort. That's why uh, our website is bilingual, all our promotion things, all our Instagram is bilingual. Anytime you want to ask a question, like, in French, you're going to be answered in French. Like, it's like, it's just, you know, to promote that thing and also to make people feel welcome in that club. Mm Because, like, you should, if you really want to work on that cause with us, you should be in the framework that allows you to do that. Yeah, and I think that's a great initiative. Um just like you said. I think we did great. Yeah, did great. and I really, like, appreciate you stepping out of your comfort zone, kind of pushing for that this year by far. Um, and then the last thing I kind of want to ask you is, um, what would you say to volunteers who want to get more involved, and to the ones who are already involved, what mm-hmm. would you say to them to kind of get them inspired and not, you know, like, give up during the online semester? It is a bit, um, I would say lonely. Everybody feels yeah. a bit lonely at times. So what would you say to your existing volunteers and to anybody else who wants to get involved? Well, first of all, I want to say, like, thank you to all of those who were with us for this semester. I know it's not been easy. I know getting used to that, to our new ways of functioning. And we kind of were transitioning as Mm -hmm. well to this kind of online thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we could not provide volunteers a special, like, a specific framework through which to, like, act it was more like we we were learning as much as they were learning with us so thank you to all of those who stayed in there some like showed so much initiative and we kind of we saw that everyone was like motivated to do something right and that just feels great when you're putting that much effort Mm -hmm. and it's just like you feel like it's also working with people as well so that's just first thank you also i would say don't give up to those who are uh, involved or to those who want to be involved, I know it can be scary, but we really are a team of people more than anything. And we all like learning as much as you are. And there's no reason to like be afraid of trying at least. Just like give it a shot. Yeah. Come with us. We're like all super open-minded. Mm-hmm. We're, we chill. We're, we're chilling. We're a, very, we're a very multicultural um executive team. We're all, yeah. com- we're very diverse. Yeah. The idea is also to like, give more representativity to like this clubs on campus and this is one of those where you can actually be welcomed if you want to feel you know part of the group and I know universities can be scary sometimes it's a transition and now that everything is only it's just like a completely different world but I guess if we can all work through the cause that UNICEF aims to defend we're going to do it all together and just going to work well so whoever yeah. has any issues i'm always free to talk about yeah. anything like literally anything that can be like school related that could be france I, related france related that could be international student yeah. related because i guess like a lot of us are international students yeah, i think i believe me and our logistics directors are the only yeah yeah from canada so like we all know how it feels like to yeah. start and we were lucky enough to start on on campus mm-hmm and you are in this difficult position. I'm talking to the first years here, but right. like just getting used to university in that setting. And for all of those who just are, feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. at school and everything, mm-hmm. don't hesitate to just like come over here. It's a club, but it's also like a group of friends and a group of like students just yeah. like trying to make something good. And as much as we stand for UNICEF, we also stand for your own 
well-being of and, course that's and, a priority yeah and for children here as well like our crisis mm-hmm. this year is in Yemen yeah but again if you come out to our events or also one of our goals is to leave you with something right exactly it's so, just like yeah it aims to bring you something and I guess if we all talk about it and we just like give the best of ourselves yeah. to make it happen then we're just going to create something great whatever that thing is it's just gonna be a good outcome yeah so do you know when volunteer applications for next semester are kind of opening up like what what's like a tent are you allowed to say like a tentative um (laughs) weekend or week they should look out for volunteer applications to go live i would say enjoy the the winter break like the december break to like look a little more into what we're doing if you're interested uh to our events and everything and at the beginning of January will reopen. Stay tuned. Yeah, okay. we will probably reopen applications. So if you didn't volunteer for any reason uh, during the fall semester, you can still join us in winter. There's no worries. And again, if you have any question, you can just email me on the unicef.yottawa at gmail.com yeah. or on Instagram, Facebook. We're always open to any kind of question you would have. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you, Khadija. <laughs>